I'm Angela, and you're listening to My Main Birth, a space where we share the real-life stories of families and their unique birth experiences in the beautiful state of Maine. From our state's biggest hospitals to birth center births and home births, every birth story deserves to be heard and celebrated. From the first feelings of pregnancy to the first cry of your newborn, we explore the journey of childbirth in all of its beauty, intensity, and emotion. Whether you're a soon-to-be mom, a seasoned mother, or simply interested in the world of birth, these episodes are for you. As part of my commitment to capturing these incredible moments, I am proud to offer birth photography services throughout Maine. As an experienced photographer, I'm dedicated to capturing the beauty and emotion of this special moment in your life. And I also create a personalized and intimate photo album that you will treasure forever. For all of the information, head over to mymainphoto.com and fill out the contact form to schedule a complimentary Zoom consultation with me. So sit back, relax, and join me as we dive into the world of childbirth in Maine and discover the joy, strength, and love that is at the heart of every birth story. Today's birth story guest is Olivia, and we're going to be hearing her share about her experience planning for home birth, but then having to change her plan to a C-section, which although it was the opposite of her plan, it was a positive experience for her at Miles Memorial Hospital in Dharmascotta. The reason for this change in her birth plan was because currently Maine state law doesn't allow certified professional midwives to attend breach home births. Olivia is now pregnant again and planning for an HBAC or home birth after cesarean since the law changed on September 4th, 2021 to now allow certified professional midwives to attend a home birth after cesarean. Hi, Olivia. Welcome to My Main Birth. Thanks for taking the time to share your story today. Yeah, of course. So to start, will you share a little bit about you and your family? Yeah. Um, so I am a sheep and goat dairy farmer. Um, I live in Whitefield, Maine. Um, we milk sheep and goats. So we make cheese and yogurt. And then um, we started a distribution business to distribute cheese not only from ourselves but also from at this point it's like 19 other cheesemakers in the state um so we work with a lot of other farmers yeah we live on a farm um it's my husband and myself and we have one child right now and i'm pregnant with our second um and then the farm is run by um my good friend and i've worked with her for seven years now um, and she just bought a second farm and that's where we live. We live on the second farm. So, All right. So today you're going to be sharing about your son's birth story. Can you start with when you found out you were pregnant with him and the care you chose? Yeah. Um, so I found out I was pregnant with my son um, right after the start of the pandemic. I had been with my partner for... Mm, not quite a year. <laughs> we moved like pretty fast. My partner had just moved in. It was the very beginning of the pandemic and everything was still like really unknown. But we knew that we wanted to have kids. So we were like, all right, let's not not try. And I immediately got pregnant. 
Um, and we were so excited. I told him on Father's Day. He was very, <laughs> very excited and very surprised. And I had always wanted to have a home birth. And I knew of a midwife that actually lived right in my town. Um, so I con- contacted her. I went with her for all of my prenatal care. And everything was like pretty standard, normal. Um, my family was really supportive of a home birth. And so was his family, which was exciting. And I love my midwife. She's great. She's my midwife currently as well. Um, and the plan was to have him at home. We didn't do any of the genetic testing or anything like that. Um, and we were just planning to have the one 20-week anatomy scan for a um, ultrasound. And during that scan, they discovered that the cord was attached really close to the edge of the placenta and they wanted to keep an eye on it. So they said, okay, we'll come back at I think 32 weeks and we'll check on it and make sure everything is okay. Um, So we went back. Pregnancy was totally normal. I had like some morning sickness, but nothing terrible. Um, And then when we went back to the 32 week scan, they were like, oh, did you know that he was breached? Or we didn't know that it was a boy at the time. We didn't find out. Um, and I was like, no, we didn't know he was breached. Um, so at that point, we tried pretty much everything to get him to turn. Um, I did. We did all the spinning babies stretches. I went to the acupuncturist. Um, I laid upside down on a board twice a day, every day. We burned the Chinese herbs next to my toes to try to get them to try to, to, to try everything to get him to move. Um, and we even tried an external version, uh, which is incredibly painful and unfortunately did not work. But during the external version or right before, um, because it was in the height of the pandemic, they said, oh, you have to have a COVID test before you can do this procedure. And I said, oh, no problem. I'm like, you know, nine months pregnant in the middle of a pandemic. I'm not going anywhere. There's no way I have COVID. And my test came back positive. <laughs> there wasn't any medication that they could give you for COVID. And luckily, my case was super mild. Like, I've honestly, I thought it was just allergies because I've had allergies that were worse. Um, so I'm super lucky that I didn't have a really hard time with it. And they also still allowed me to do the version. I just couldn't bring anyone with me. So I went by myself Um, and my husband at the time he was, we weren't married yet. Um, He just waited in the car for me to be done (laughs) Um, because we had to go all the way to Portland to do that procedure, um, which is about an hour away from where we are. So we did that. It didn't work. (laughs) <laughs> we still can try we still tried all the other things um to get him to move and at like 30 that was the version was at 37 weeks um and at that point my midwife was like okay well if he doesn't move we need to make like a contingency plan because in the state of Maine midwives can't deliver breech babies at home so we we talked to a local hospital um, which is Miles Hospital in Damascata. Um, and I met with the surgeon because we knew it would be a C-section at that point. Um, and she was like, okay, well, we can schedule you for a C-section, 
And I was like, oh, that's not what I wanted. <laughs> I wanted to have this nice, peaceful home birth. Um, and scheduling a C-section just felt completely like the opposite thing that I wanted to do. And so I said to her, I was like, well, is there, can I go into labor on my own and then come in? And she was like, well, like as your doctor, I actually can't make you come in and do anything. Um, but because your pregnancy has been completely typical, you haven't had any complications. Um, I fully support you going into labor and then coming in. That's fine. But she, because we still both had COVID, um, if I went into labor before we were out of quarantine, um, I would have to go by myself, which was also like, like super scary to think about. Um, at that time, they were only letting you have one support person come with you. Um, so we did, it, they're also, the quarantine was 14 days. So we both did 14 days. The day that they had actually wanted to schedule me for a C-section um, was the day that my husband was out of quarantine. And I had said, oh, no, that's too early. Like, what if the baby's not ready then? Um, and I actually went into labor that day. I The night before, I had, like, packed our, like, finally packed our bag. Um, and I was 39 and four days. Um, so I finally packed our hospital bag and I think I must have maybe been in denial that I was in labor and I got up that morning and I went to the chiropractor to try to do, um, the Webster method like one more time to try to get him to turn. And it just so happened that my mom was coming to visit that day. And so she came and she was like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm like maybe having Braxton Hicks or something. I don't know. I like feel a little weird. And I remember being outside and seeing my farm partner and she was like, how are you doing? You look great. And I was like, well, I'm like maybe having contractions. I'm not sure. And she looked at me, she's like, are you in labor right now? And you don't know. And I was like, I mean, I don't know. I could be in labor. <laughs> And so my mom came and she, we were hanging out and she started like timing the contractions and they were getting closer and closer. Um, and my husband was at work. And so I was like in contact with my midwife and she was like, call the hospital and <laughs> ask them if they want you to come in. Um, and it was February. So it was in the middle of a snowstorm and I called the hospital and they were like, all right, you probably should come in because it is a snowstorm. If your labor progresses, it's better if you come in now than in the middle of the night in a terrible snowstorm. So I called my husband at work and I was like, okay, hey, you have to go come home because we need to go to the hospital because I'm in labor. And it's about half an hour from our house to, to the hospital normally. Um, and it took us over an hour to get there. And I called them when we were on our way. And so when we got there, they were fully ready for us. Um, I like walked in the door and all of the nurses and everybody was totally ready. Um, and I was lucky. I have a really close friend who is a nurse in the labor and delivery um, department. And she ended up being there. And she was actually the first one to hold my son um, after the doctor. And she handed him to me. So that was a really incredible thing. Wow. So did they let you labor at all when you got to the hospital? 
No, they just like jumped me right into the C-section because he was still, I think I had gone for an ultrasound the day before or like a couple days before. So we knew he was still breech. Um, he hadn't switched positions at all. Um, so at that point they were like, well, we're all ready for you. We might as well just like go for it. So they got me in and I mean, we hadn't even, we basically walked in and they were like, all right, we're all ready for you. Let's go. Um, and I think that Atticus was born about an hour after we got there. So it was very, very fast. Prior to being pregnant, I had never stayed in the hospital. I had never had an IV. I like had never had any procedures really. And then I had the external version and then I had a C-section and I stayed at the hospital for several days. So everything happened, I think from the time getting there and the time that we had Atticus, everything was very quick. My husband was incredibly scared, but he handled it very well. <laughs> um, he's not a huge fan of hospitals, but he he did great. <laughs> um, and I was so thankful that he was off of quarantine because um, I just was so worried that I was going to have to go through this whole process without him there. So let's see, the C-section happened super fast. Um, the medication that they gave me made me really sick and I threw up a lot during the C-section. Um, they were like, this is totally normal. It's just something that happens. And I was like, oh, great. I had no idea. But uh, he was born right after 6 p.m. Um, and we didn't, we hadn't found out if he was a boy or girl yet. Um, so he came out and he peed all over everyone as they lifted him out of me. <laughs> and then I got to hold him and he's the coolest kid I know. Oh, so how did your postpartum period go? I have to say that like, I wanted a home birth so bad, but we had the best experience, the best hospital experience that we possibly could. Um, everyone there was so wonderful. Um, it really helped having a really close friend that was a nurse who could be like, well, Olivia, I know you want these things. You can tell them that you want these things. And then, you know, they won't make you have him sleep in the bassinet. Like he can sleep with you if you find this this paper and um it was just really nice to know all of my rights and what i needed to advocate for and everyone all of the nurses there were just fantastic um my surgeon was great she was really nice and then so the whole stay there was was the best thing that we could have asked for um it was the opposite of what we wanted but it was still it was still great and when we got home um, my husband had taken some time off from work, so he was able to stay home with me. We were living at the original farm at that point. Um, and so there's always, there's quite a few people who live in the house. We were living in an apartment, um, but there were lots of people in the house. So there was always someone there if I needed someone, which was really nice. And I have like, I'm very lucky that I've built a really wonderful community around myself. So postpartum was great um I got to just hang out with him um and have all the people that I love surround me um which was really nice we did have some trouble with breastfeeding and with weight gain he at the time had an undiagnosed lip and tongue tie that no one had caught um and we didn't actually 
get that assessed until he was, I think he was 14 weeks when we got it assessed and we did get it reversed. We got the laser. We went to, um, like Yarmouth to Dr. Mike, who apparently is the one that does all of the lip and tongue revisions in the state. (laughs) He says he does like 90% of them. Um, and they were wonderful, but at the time he, he was seven pounds, three ounces when he was born but he was a C-section baby, so he wasn't squeezed, and he was probably full of some extra fluid. So when he dropped weight, he dropped a little bit more than they like when you leave the hospital. And then he kind of stayed at the same weight for about a week and a half instead of gaining anything. So we were trying everything. I was pumping and nursing on demand and feeding him anything that I was pumping. So I was triple feeding and that was so time consuming and hard. Um, And just like I spend in my like dairy work life, I spend so much time around milk and lactation. And so I know a ton about it in animals. And then myself, I was like, man, why is this so difficult? (laughs) But I think I had a little bit of an undersupply. And then in addition to his lip and tongue tie it was just really hard for a while but we we really fought for it after he had his revision it did get a little bit better um but we did end up supplementing with donated breast milk from a friend until he was a year old and at this point he's now over two and we're still nursing and everything is fine now but in the beginning there it was a little bit challenging and we were really worried that he wasn't gaining enough weight that being said he's also just small um, he's been he, at now he's in like the 12th percentile or whatever, but he was in the less than two percentile for most of his life. But my pediatrician said, well, but look, he's got his own curve and he is still gaining. Someone has to be on the low end of the percentile. And I said, oh, okay, great. That makes me feel better. And come to find out his dad, who is a very large human, he's like six, four and 300 pounds now but when he was a baby he was just as small and we didn't realize that until after Atticus was born and we talked to Steve's mom and she was like oh yeah you were tiny when you were born too and we said oh well (laughs) why didn't you tell us this (laughs) because we were expecting to have a much bigger baby Um, but yeah I think he's just following his dad's footsteps he's a string bean now so everybody's different right yeah (laughs) yeah so do you want to share about when you found out you were pregnant this time? Yeah. So my partner, and I got married in August of this year. Um, and we, we have always wanted lots of kids. So we, we would like to have four. That's our plan, but we'll see. We got the one now, one on the way and we'll see what happens after this. <laughs> um, but so we, we started trying basically as soon as we got married because we wanted to, we wanted to wait to get married until the pandemic was a little bit under control. Um, when I was pregnant with Atticus, people would be like, oh, you're going to get married now? And I was like, I'm not getting married in the middle of a like deadly pandemic when I'm super pregnant. That is not a fun thing. <laughs> uh, so we waited and we had a big party in our backyard with all of our friends and it was wonderful. So after that, we were like, all right, let's go. And it took a couple months and I did get pregnant, but I ended up losing that baby pretty early on. Um, and then we waited a couple months to start trying again. And then I am now 11 weeks pregnant with the second one. And 
when I had Atticus and I had the C-section, I was so, so disappointed because at the time in the state of Maine, if you had had a C-section, you could not have a VBAC at home with a midwife. And then shortly after he was born, like a couple months after he was born, they changed that law. So it's now legal for midwives to attend VBACs at home. And my midwife told me that and it made my whole day. I think I told, I think when I found that out, I told everyone that I came in contact with for the next like month. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, yeah. Um, so when I got pregnant this time, I knew that I wanted to try to have a VBAC at home. Um, so I contacted my midwife and um, we just had our first appointment. Um, and so far, everything's been good. I am a lot more sick this time. I've had really bad morning sickness. Um, and t- it took a while to find something to help. But I'm taking some Unisom and some B6. And that seems to be making it possible for me to make it through the day. Um, but it is. it started way earlier this time and has been way more intense. So we are hoping to have a girl. So we're hoping that means that this is a girl. Um, but we just had our first appointment with my midwife and we heard the heartbeat and everything, everything is looking good so far. So the plan is to have a VBAC at home. I'm doing, um, December. So we'll see. Oh, are there any resources you want to share for expecting or new parents? I would say that if you are struggling with breastfeeding, there's a really great resource out there which is the Leche League and my mom was part of the Leche League and so when I had Atticus she was like oh you should check it out and see and there are meetings online pretty much anytime you can find a meeting and it's just through Zoom which is great especially if you are you know a week postpartum and you don't want to go anywhere but you can still talk to someone and get some great advice. The main chapter meets I think on Tuesday nights and Friday mornings on Zoom and then if you're in the Midcoast area, the third Saturday of every month, um, there's a meeting in Edgecombe. So I, I still go to those and I'm actually in the process of taking the training to be a leader. And so maybe some more in-person groups in the future once I am an accredited leader. That's so cool. I love that. I love that your mom is the one that told you about it too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she... Ended up, she had all C-sections too, but she also, she tried to have three home births and ended up with three C-sections. So she's very supportive of the home birth and kind of the way, the path that I have been on. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Olivia, for sharing your story today. And I wish you a happy, healthy pregnancy. Thank you. It was wonderful talking to you. And that's the end of another episode of the My Main Birth podcast. Thank you for joining me and listening. I hope that the story shared here have been inspiring and informative to all of my listeners. If you're looking to capture your own birth story, I highly recommend considering my birth photography services. I'm a skilled professional photographer and I'm very passionate about capturing the raw and emotional moments of the birthing process. And I also designed a personalized and intimate photo album, creating a beautiful and lasting memory of one of the most special moments of your life. 
Thank you again for tuning in. And I look forward to bringing you more amazing birth stories. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. And I'll see you back here again next week.